Lord, I pray that you would come now as we open up your word. And as we are going to be having an equipping Sunday, I pray that your word would be helpful in guiding that, and then that you would teach us more of what it means that that we are the priesthood of all believers, that we are the ministers, that you call all of us to be involved in the ministry. So bring your grace, bring your presence, Lord. Help me now and move with great power for the glory of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 19. And if you need a Bible, go ahead and raise your hands. We want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Bible you can look on with. There's going to be a couple of crucial passages we're going to look at this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 19 is on page 824. 824 in the Bibles we're passing out. Now we are passionately committed about teaching and preaching the scriptures here at Mercy Hill Church. And so, uh, but this morning we're taking a, a one week departure from our series through the book of Isaiah. We'll be back in Isaiah chapter 50 next week, Lord willing. So we'll be reading ahead on that. But every once in a while we like to take a Sunday where we work on not just being hearers, but in a very tangible way, work on being doers of the word. That's what we're going to do this morning. Ephesians chapter 4 says that uh, one of the main responsibilities of pastors, teachers, elders, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So it's not that, that I'm in the ministry and you all you know, support me financially, which I appreciate, and you're here smiling, being ministered to. Church is not just a place where you give your money and get ministered to, but church is a place where you should be being equipped to be a minister. You are all ministers. Okay, My job is to equip you to do the ministry. And yet it's easy to come Sunday after Sunday, and uh, you get ministered to, and then you, you come and you leave. And this morning, I want us to, to have a very visual, practical, real-life picture and experience in our minds of how we are all called to do the ministry, to, to be ministering to each other. And so we're going to do what we call a prayer ministry Sunday today. And what that's going to mean is I'm going to teach first a couple of minutes here on praying for each other with the laying on of hands give you a couple of scriptures to lay out kind of a biblical, doctrinal, theological foundation for that. And then we are going to break into small groups and we are going to minister to each other. No, you are going to minister to each other in this way. Now, I know if you wanted to come to church this morning and stay completely anonymous and, and just listen, the doors are locked at this point. So uh, we're so sorry, it's too late. There's nothing you can do about it. But we're gonna, I'm going to teach and then we're going to break into small groups and we're going to pray for each other. And we're going to ask the Father, in Jesus' name, to increase the work of the Holy Spirit upon the people that we're praying for, and to bring wisdom for those who are facing difficult decisions, and to bring encouragement. I mean, I would guess some of you are feeling like absolutely at the end of your rope, and just like you're, you're, you're done. And we want to pray for you this morning, that the Father would pour out the work of the Spirit and show you more clearly who Jesus is, so that you're strengthened and you're established. Some of you are just feeling empty. What a, what a beautiful thing if this morning God could pour out his love into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't that be powerful? Maybe some of you are, there's some spiritual oppression of some sort on you, or you're in the thick of a temptation that has really got its clutches on you. How sweet if we could be pray for you and if, and if God would come in Jesus' name and free you from that. And the list just goes on and on, all the different things that the Lord can do. So that's what we're going to be doing this morning, and I want to start with Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. 
This is one of these passages where Jesus' glory just shines. Look at what we read here, Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. So, you know, parents bringing little Johnny to Jesus because they, they want Jesus to lay his hands on little Johnny and pray for him. So all these parents are coming with all these kids, okay, so that Jesus would lay his hands on the kids and pray for them. Last part of verse 13, the disciples rebuked, rebuked the people. They thought, I don't know, we don't know why, but maybe Jesus is too important for this. He doesn't have time to pray for kids. You know, he's praying, there's important people to pray for or something like that. But Jesus said, verse 14, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. God's kingdom is not for the, just for the famous, popular, connected, powerful. God's kingdom is for the lowly. Okay, you, me, all right? And he laid his hands on them and went away. Now what I want to show you from this passage is, in my mind, when I think of the laying on of hands, I think like ordaining a pastor or we're sending off missionaries or we're installing elders or something like that. And that's all very appropriate. But do you see from this passage that laying on of hands is a very ordinary time that, that like Jesus can do that with kids. It's not just a formal, you know, high church occasion. And so the principle I want to draw from Matthew 19 is, that the laying on of hands can be appropriate whenever we want to pray for someone. Anytime. Not, not just some special high occasion, but Jesus laid his hands on kids and prayed for them. Okay, then turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. This is page 992. 992 in the Bibles we just passed out. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. First and 2 Timothy, letters written by Paul, to a young pastor named Timothy who was pastoring in Ephesus, giving him instructions about pastoring, being an elder there, leading elders there. And look at this one verse, which has, I think, a crucial insight into praying for others with the laying on of hands. 1 Timothy 4.14. Paul says to Timothy, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy, when the council of elders laid their hands on you. So here, Paul is urging Timothy to stop neglecting some spiritual gift he'd received. We don't know what that spiritual gift is, but he'd been neglecting it. Paul says, stop neglecting it. Do not neglect that gift. But notice from this verse, when Timothy received that spiritual gift. Did you catch that here? When did he receive it? It was when the elders laid their hands on him, and prayed for him with a word of prophecy, I guess. Somebody had a word of prophecy from God that God wants to give this gift, and they prayed. And So before they prayed for Timothy, he did not have that spiritual gift. Then they laid hands on him and prayed for him with prophecy, and God supernaturally gave the gift. So what I want you to see is that the laying on of hands isn't just a nice gesture. It, I mean, it's a symbol, but it's a symbol that God uses because we are, we're picturing an impartation, a supernatural work where God is increasing the work of the Holy Spirit in this person through us as we're laying hands on them. And so when you lay hands on somebody, we're asking God to come and do something supernatural in them. Now again, don't let your category of supernatural be, I mean, let it be holistic and broad. Like, like bringing, like if you're worried about a problem this morning, 
And if we could lay hands on you and pray that God will reveal Jesus to you even more and bring you peace, and all of a sudden you, you see Jesus' love for you and his sovereignty over everything, and peace floods your soul, that's supernatural, right? And healing is supernatural. And empowering for ministry in your neighborhood. You might feel like, I am just powerless and I am timid. And I, I need the power, empowering of the Holy Spirit to advance the gospel in my workplace or my neighborhood. What an amazing thing if boldness and power came upon you. So broaden out your category of what supernatural includes. But the principle I want to draw from 1 Timothy 4.14 is that the laying on of hands involves praying in Jesus' name for God to increase the work of the Holy Spirit upon someone. Or just to shorten it, we're asking God to work supernaturally in Jesus' name, in this person's life. Okay? Now, uh, next scripture I'd like you to turn to, and that's Acts chapter 9, verse 17, which is on page 917 in the Bibles we passed out. Acts chapter 9, verse 17. Here's one more question I wanted to address. And that is, who is authorized in the New Testament to pray with the laying on of hands? Who's authorized to do that? We've seen Jesus do that with the children. We've seen elders do that in 1 Timothy 4. In the book of Acts, the apostles do that. Is it just Jesus, apostles, and elders? Who's authorized to lay hands on people and pray for them? And look, well, here's the background, Acts chapter 9, verse 17. Remember, Paul's on the road to Damascus, unbeliever, wanting to arrest, imprison, kill believers. And on the road to Damascus, God accosts him and so reveals Jesus' glory to him that he knows that Jesus Christ, crucified, resurrected, is God, is the Messiah. He sees Jesus' glory so brightly, he's blinded. He's led to Damascus. And then God comes to Ananias. Ananias is not an apostle. He's not Jesus. We don't have any record that he's an elder. He's just Ananias. Luke doesn't see any importance of putting a label on him to show that he was authorized to do what he's going to do. He's just, just loves Jesus Christ. And God tells Ananias, go to this house. You'll find Paul pray, Saul praying. Lay your hand. Well, here's the, here's the verse. So you, you lay hands on him and then, and then he will see and he'll be filled. So Acts 9.17. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, Paul, Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then verse 18, immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food he was strengthened. So lots we could say from that, but the simple point I want to make is that Luke doesn't feel any importance to describe the credentials that Ananias has here for laying hands on somebody and praying for them. God called him, but the point is that any follower of Jesus, moved by compassion and love and longing for the Lord to touch this person in Jesus' name, you can lay hands on someone and, and, and humbly, boldly pray. So any follower of Jesus can pray for someone with the laying out of hands. And so that's what we want to do for us this morning, do together, um, for at least two reasons. One is we want to get a picture here. Church life isn't you all, you know, kind of a leader up front. And I mean, this is important. There's a place for teaching the word. There's a place for worship leading. We're grateful for Dave and his team. There's a place for this. But most ministry will happen 
is the body ministers together as you all, as we all minister together. So we want to give you a picture of that this morning to help us unlearn some things and learn some new things. That's one purpose. And the second purpose is because I, I see every single one of us this morning in this room has at least one need where, where you would love a supernatural touch from the Father by the Holy Spirit through Jesus. There's not a person here who, who wouldn't go for that. Just just take a second and, th- oh yeah, right? Every single one of us. Now let me give you a couple of suggestions. Things we have found helpful. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand up and we're going to totally rearrange the chairs. It's going to become holy confusion here. But I'd like us to target roughly groups of eight people. We've got some leaders that I've asked and, and we met together earlier this morning to, to pray. So then briefly introduce yourselves. Just real brief names. And then... One person needs to kind of bite the bullet and go ahead and start and share a need, okay? So, but the point is, every single person in that group has one that you could share, okay? That's why you can feel free to share yours because you're the bold one, okay? We appreciate that. But see, it's not like you're the only person in the whole room that's got a need this morning. What's wrong with you? No, no, we've all got needs. And so just share because we love you. We want to lift you up before the Lord Jesus. We want to ask God to work and to help you and to minister to you. So give us the privilege of doing that by being willing to, to share your need. Now, we are going to keep your need uh, confidential and private. That's our commitment to you. You don't need to share a whole lot of details about it. In fact, just you know, kind of tell us, what do you need? What's the main thing you need? We, we don't need to hear a lot of background. God knows the background, so you don't need to share everything, okay? Um, we want to respect you and, and guard your privacy and maintain confidentiality. Okay, then, then, the group, then get a chair, put the chair in the center of the group, sit in it, and then we want the group to gather around and lay hands on you and pray. And just to take a, a chunk of time and to pray in Jesus' name. Ask the Lord to work. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention, that is, you might be wondering, well, uh, am I good enough uh, in order to receive this kind of prayer? I mean, like, maybe, like, I was already impatient this morning. Okay, is that like disqualify me? Or like yesterday I thought something wrong, okay? Uh, understand, um, it's not a matter of how good you are. The reason that, I mean, all of us aren't good enough. None of us are good enough to have, to receive anything from God by our own merits. But it's because Jesus was good enough, right? He was good enough. He died on the cross. Our sins were transferred to him. He paid for them on the cross. His righteousness was given to us as a gift. This is through faith in Christ. When you trust Christ, this two transfers take place. And so as you're trusting Jesus now, you're, you're humble before him, you're trusting him, you love him, you, you're, you might be saying, I believe, help my unbelief. That counts, right? We're not saved by strong faith. We're saved by weak faith in a strong, perfect savior. All right? So you're, you're trusting Jesus, and God looks, the Father looks upon you, and he sees you clothed in Jesus' perfect righteousness. He sees you as blameless in his eyes because of Jesus' gift of perfect righteousness. So if you're trusting Jesus, right, then you can receive this. Okay. So the group will go ahead and pray. And as you're praying, ask especially for things that God could come and do right here and right now in this person. Like if, if you are really burdened by maybe a grandparent who is, who is uh, sick, if that's really a burden to you, a grandparent who's not here, we care about you, and, and we'd be happy to pray for your grandparent, but we especially would want to pray for you this morning, that God brings his comfort upon you and meets you. 
Okay, that's why we're laying hands, because we're asking God to come and do things right here and right now. Does that make sense? Okay. And then as, as the group is praying, so don't, don't pray real long. Better to pray briefly a couple times than, you know, one real, real long one. Okay, don't do that. Just pray brief and, and let there be lots of sharing. The whole body's ministering. It's going to be a picture of how the body works. Every, every person in that group is going to be crucial for, the, for, the, for what God wants to do. As someone else is praying, be praying with them. And then also be thinking, what would be a scripture that, that might be helpful here? Brief, you know. Or maybe the Holy Spirit will give you a gift. Maybe something just will come into your mind that you can speak to them and be very helpful. So you're praying and you're listening and you're thinking. It's just and, and God will work. And then as you pray, watch to see what Jesus is doing. Just, just watch, be alert to, to how he's moving and how he's working. Give it time. Our goal is not to pray for every single person in the group. Uh, we'll probably pray for a couple, but the goal isn't to, isn't to cover everybody. Don't be afraid of silence. Um, silence is fine. God's working. Then after you've prayed for a while, the leader will stop and just and just say, you know, sometimes we're asking for God to work right now. We're hoping he does. If he doesn't, that's okay. But are you sensing the Lord doing something? And then you can share that. And then um, at that point, you need to stop praying for them or, 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 or pray, pray one more time. And then at the end, we'll just have a chance where, where uh, the leader of the group can share whatever they want to about what the Lord's done. Okay, we'll, we'll open it up for that. Okay, well, thank you for ministering to each other. See, so the, look at this picture. This is church life, okay, right here. This is how church life functions. We're all being equipped to do the work of the ministry. We all are to be ministering to each other. So let's be doing that in our home group, communities this week. Let's be alert to praying just for our kids, wives, husbands, families. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this time. You are so merciful because of Jesus' death on the cross. You sending him, having us be forgiven so that we can call upon you and that you come and work in supernatural ways in our lives. So thank you, Lord, for meeting us this morning. And help us to really learn from this picture. This is church. People ministering to each other by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So thank you for your love, which has been poured out upon us here. Thank you for the glory that you've brought to your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.